Welcome to Dear Runner Bod, the pod dedicated to helping you embrace your runner's body. I'm Serena Marie RD, a registered dietitian and body image coach who wants you to stop dieting and start fueling the athlete within. While I am a medical professional, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure. Now, let's start rewriting your body's story. This week's review of the week winner is khickey 22 So khickey, DM me or email me. Let me know I read your review on the pod and you will have the choice of choosing one of three free masterclasses. And if you are listening to this and you want to win a free masterclass, all you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. It helps the podcast grow. It helps spread our mission of all runners accepting and learning how to embrace their runner bod. And you have a chance to win a prize. So here is what Hickey 22 had to say. This is just what I needed. As a runner who ditched diet culture several years ago, this podcast is just what I needed for the last few years, trying to find the balance between the grind of training for a race and nourishing my body properly often led to burnout. I love tuning in every week and learning from Serena and all of her awesome guests. Thank you so much, Kay Hickey, for your review. It means literally everything to me. I appreciate it so much. Marine Corps training is underway. I'm actually finishing up my kind of base training. I've been working on building up a base for speed work these last seven weeks and I'm entering week eight, which is my final week of base building. And then I'm officially starting marathon training in in six days here, which is wild for me to think about. I feel like I have already kind of started the training process and there is a lot of fear um, that I'm going to feel burnt out, kind of now restarting a plan from square one. Um, But this also means we're about 13 weeks out from Marine Corps Marathon. So, you know, the training, the training is officially underway. We are officially in it now. And I am so excited about this training cycle. I haven't felt this way about running in so long. And I really want to just kind of keep repeating this message in case you haven't heard it before. I am so excited about running right now. I am so obsessed with training. I like look forward to my speed workouts. I'm logging all my workouts and feeling just like really excited about everything. And I haven't felt this way about running and racing and training in years. I mean, literal years. Um, When I think back to how I was feeling about training um, four or five years ago, I was feeling so burnt out. I was just kind of doing it because I had started running when I was 14. I had been on a cross country team and then been on a college team. And, you know, even though it was a club sport, we were competitive within ourselves. And I just feel like I was kind of programmed to think of running and racing as this like very important thing in my life and part of how I defined my self-worth. And um, as I shared in a podcast episode a few weeks ago, if you haven't listened to that one yet, it was um, kind of about three non-PR goals that I'm working on. So definitely go back and check that out. But what I'm kind of working on right now is the result of taking a break from training and taking a break from being competitive and really just allowing myself to fall back in in love with running again and training again. And 
I'm there now. I'm there now. I'm so excited to be training. And I, I feel like I'm like 15 again when I used to be so obsessed with running and like reading all the running websites and being on the club forums and, you know, just being so excited about running again. And it feels really good to be here. But I just want to keep reiterating that is the result of me literally taking the last like four years or so to just not be focusing on running, not be focusing on training and kind of having that just be something I do for fun as a hobby rather than something I'm really like in it. Um, So anyway, here we are. I'm in it. I'm excited. I am super amped up about this training cycle, feeling nervous, feeling all the things. And um, I really wanted to talk today about bad runs. I um, eat like an athlete boot camp. Our July group just started a few weeks ago and the ladies were playing around with their fueling um, strategies and playing around with new fuel and gels and hydration tactics. And one gal shared that she had a a a GI issue. And she was like, oh my goodness, I feel like I am in the trenches. Like I had a bad run. It was awful. I felt terrible. Like I am so mentally not good right now. I can't believe I still have all these weeks until I race my marathon. And this message came to me at the most perfect time because just a few days prior to receiving that message, I had what I really think was maybe the worst long run I have ever had, at least I've had in recent history. Um, As I'm saying this, I'm actually remembering like back in the day in like 2015, I used to do a lot of fasted runs. um, And I actually can remember having a lot of diarrhea and like a lot of feeling awful and having horrible headaches um, during those runs. So maybe those were actually the worst long runs of my life. But you know, it's been it's been a while since I've done fasted cardio or anything. So in recent memory, I had the worst long run in recent memory. Um, about a little over a week ago now. So it was like, uh, today I'm recording on a Monday and it wasn't this past Friday, but the Friday before that. So like what, 10-ish days ago. Worst long run of my life. So I got up and I did all my pre-run fueling. Um, I was out of scratch labs, so I couldn't drink my normal pre-run um, pre-workout drink that I have, my, my electrolytes, but I did have some salt tabs. So I kind of tried to make up for the loss of electrolytes that way. My, my point being like my nutrition was the same Z's was like the same old, same old. And 20 minutes into this run, I'm just like, dude, it is not my day. (laughs) My legs feel horrible. I, they feel heavy. I feel tired. I don't feel good. Like this run is miserable. And I really was just like, should I just go home? Like, should I just turn around and get my butt back home and like watch just like that? (laughs) I love Sex and City. I love just like that. I love Sarah Jessica Parker. And I'm like running and I'm like, you know what, Serena, you really have to finish this run today because I was about to leave to visit my in-laws on the West Coast. And I knew we had a bunch of things going on that weekend. And I was like, if I don't get it in right now, I'm I'm not going to get a long run in this weekend. And, And that was a priority for me was making sure I got my miles in. And so I'm doing this long run. It's 20 minutes in. And I'm like, this is just not my day. It is not going to be a good run. And so I did something that I don't know if I've ever had the permission, the space, the grace to do to, to do before. And that was I walked. I was like, you know what? I just need time on my feet right now. Like I'm not trying to run a certain pace, right? My long runs, I run them slow and easy. 
Um, I am not trying to impress anyone right now. This is not a race. This is about practice. This is about building strength in my legs. And if I'm out here, I think it was an hour, 40 minute run. If I'm out here for an hour, 40 minutes, whether I'm walking or running slow, it doesn't really matter. Like either way, I'm putting the miles in my legs. I'm putting the strength in my legs. I have months and months of training before me. This is not about impressing someone. This is not about posting a sexy Strava time. This is about time on my feet. And guess what? Walking is time on your feet. Walking counts. And so I walked a lot of that run. It was ended up being, I, I can't remember. I think it ended up being 10-ish miles. And I walked a lot of it. And as I'm walking, I just can hear the internal battle. I can hear the part of me that's like, you never used to walk during your long runs. You've never felt like this before. Um, You know, even back in my 20s when I was like pooping my pants and feeling awful (laughs) during my runs, like I would force myself to run um, and just kind of, you know, run close to a porta potty. Um, But I wouldn't ever give myself permission to walk. But this training cycle is supposed to challenge me in these new ways. It's supposed to be mentally sticky, where I feel the stickiness of these old beliefs come up and I challenge it and I bash my ego to the ground. So my ego is like, you can't run, you can't walk, Serena. You're a runner. You can't walk. What are you doing? You have goals. And I'm like, actually, ego, have you met science? Have you met smart training before? Because the ego thinks about the sexiness of running and posting your time and impressing your friends. Oh, I ran 10 miles. I didn't have to stop. But guess what? The science shows that adding those walk breaks Running that pace nice and easy, that is boosting mitochondria on your muscles. It is boosting capillary density. It is building endurance. Ain't no prize for having, you know, your ego boosted. And if anything, your ego is going to burn you because she's irresponsible. She's not thinking about your health and long the long-term well-being of your practice and your training. And so I was just talking back to that voice inside of my head that wanted to beat myself up, that wanted to be hypercritical. What are you doing wrong? What's wrong right now? What's wrong with you? Now, you know, I'm not going to lie. Like I I did reflect on like what's, what was going on was on my period. It could have been that, Um, you know, like I said, I didn't have my scratch labs. I'm pretty sure that's not the issue, but like maybe. Um, And then also just some things that I could do better in my, in my nutrition. And I'm going to take those things. I'm going to take that feedback and I'm going to apply it, right? That's what training is about is taking these failures, taking these less than ideal situations that come up during training and using them as feedback, not taking the failure and just lying down in bed and crying and feeling sorry for yourself, but taking it as feedback and learning from it. So what is the feedback I got? Well, even though right now I don't feel like I'm running particularly high mileage, 
Um, I am strength training and doing speed work consistently for the last seven weeks. And I just think this is something my body hasn't done in, a, in years and years and years. And so she needs more protein. She needs more calories right now. And I think I need to really step up to the plate and be really good about, about serving her with what she needs. It's summer right now. I have been, you know, driving back and forth to the Jersey Shore to hang out with my mom and maybe not prioritizing getting those extra calories in on some of the days where I'm hanging out at the beach and just kind of being carefree, right? But I, you know, I, I have to be responsible for my body right now because I'm putting her under a lot of stress by by taking on all this extra training. Um, I reflected on how it's just normal. I have been, you know, putting a lot of load on my body and it's normal to have some days that just feel less than ideal that feel kind of cruddy. Um, that's just part of what hormesis is. We put a lot of training load in and we give enough rest and enough support, enough resources so that we can have those adaptations. Maybe it just had to do with hormones, right? Like I said, I was on the period. Um, we are more apt to become dehydrated during PMS. So early days of your period, PMS week, um, you are more likely to become dehydrated. So being particularly careful um, and conscientious of, of electrolytes lights. And then also it was hot outside. So it could have just literally been like it was hot and humid and my body had had enough of it for the week. My body was like, okay, Serena, like, come on, stop, stop torturing me. I, I do think um, I'm going to order a treadmill. I think my husband finally was like, okay, Serena, if you're okay with putting it in your office, I feel sorry for you running in this hundred degree weather. Let's get you a treadmill. So I'm buying myself a treadmill. Husband has said it's okay to make our house have this thing in it. Treadmills, you know, you got to make space for it. It's not the prettiest thing in the world, but I think we're going to do it. We're going to bite the bullet. We're going to we're going to order the tread. So so um anyway, getting totally off topic here. My point being is I am going to take feedback. I am going to learn from this experience. But am I going to feel sorry for myself? No. Am I going to beat myself up? No. Am I going to kind of smile and listen to my ego wanting to get butt hurt, wanting to feel bad about this, wanting to feel upset with myself? Um, yeah, I'm going to smile. I'm going to laugh at it. I'm going to be like, hey, you're human. It's okay to have bad days. Like, come on, dude. If you If this was my client, right, when my client said, oh, I'm frustrated. I'm feeling so like negative about this. Like, I didn't freak out. I didn't think to myself, oh, she better just give up right now. I was like, cool, let's look at the feedback we got. Let's look at the different um, hydration process you used. It didn't work for you. Let's tweak it. Let's fix it. Let's learn from it. And the other part of this is, is what does it take to run a marathon? What does it take to be a runner? What does it take to run a half marathon? It takes grit. It takes resilience. It takes mental veracity, right? Like we are going to be out there in the freezing cold, in the super hot weather. We are going to be out there in the rain. We are going to be out there running all the miles when we'd rather be sleeping. We are going to hit the wall. We're going to hopefully not hit the wall, but you might hit the wall someday because come on, let's just be real. It happens to all of us. And it feels like crud. It is not a good feeling when you're at mile 23 of your marathon and you just want to go home and you stop to run a 5K. Okay. It does not feel good. When I feel like for me, if it's a half marathon, it's always mile eight where like I'm not close enough to being done to feel like I'm almost done. 
but like it's been eight miles and like I'm hurting like mile eight of the half marathon always is like where I'm dying and wanting to like quit. (laughs) So like you are going to hit those bumps in the road where you're going to be like, this is too hard. I want to give up. This hurts. I want to give up this. I'm exhausted. I want to give up. I don't want to do this. I want to give up, but you're not going to. And how do we stay resilient? How do we practice that grit? How do we get our mind right? It's by showing up for ourselves. It's by reminding ourselves that we don't give up when things get hard. We don't give up when things get tough. We don't give up when we don't have all the answers, but we can reach for help, reach out for help. Asking a dietitian, hey, I can't figure out my ish. Can you help me? Right? Asking uh, your partner to babysit the kids so that you can make the time to do your hip stretches or your mobility work. Asking, you know, your friend to you know, do the carpool so you can get some extra miles in, whatever. I don't know. Asking for help, looking at your situation and learning from it, showing yourself that even when it's hard, you're going to get, you're going to show up for yourself. You're going to, you're not going to give up. That was what I practiced during that horrible run. I was like, God, I'm dying. This is awful. (laughs) 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, only 80 more minutes to go. (laughs) But I was like, you know what? If I'm feeling really cruddy during one of my next races that I do coming up here, I think I'm going to do the Philadelphia distance run in September, definitely doing Marine Corps marathon. Oh my God, I forgot to tell you, I actually won a sweepstakes and I got a free entry into the Philadelphia marathon. So um, I'm going to sign up for the Philadelphia marathon. If I'm feeling good, I'll run it. If I'm not feeling so great, I'll just do the half marathon. But Either way, my point being, I have races coming up and it is very possible that I'm going to have an off day. I'm going to have an off race, whether it's this training cycle, this season, or it's next season, I'm going to be running the rest of my life. I know I'm going to have bad races. Like I I just, hello, it's, it's normal. It's normal. We're going to have bad races, but who do I want to be when that bad race pops up? Do I want to be somebody who's like, I'm not going to PR today. So I give up. Or am I going to be someone who's like, let me take what I can get from this race. Maybe it's cheering on other people while I'm walking. Maybe it's just enjoying the scenery. Maybe it's enjoying the fact that your friends, your family showed up for you to to root for you and you get to see them on the sidelines and you get to smile and be like, wow, I'm so loved, right? Maybe it's just like, hey, today didn't go the way I wanted it to go. I'm not going to run as fast as I wanted to run. But you know what? I'm still doing it. I'm still running a half marathon. I'm still running a 5K. I'm still running a marathon. And that's impressive. Not everyone can say they did that today. There is always a positive we can take from practicing mental grit, from practicing consistency, from realizing that running doesn't always have to be the sexy wins. Like, yeah, it's so easy to be a runner when you're getting PR after PR, when everything is easy and feels good. When I think about my training right now, where I'm doing two track workouts a week and a long run, my training right now is much harder than it was back in April, or I think it was May. May, I started running again after being injured for a few months, right? My running then was like, what? (laughs) Like 12, 15 miles a week, easy running. But what was harder? That was harder. Those easy, quote unquote, 12 to 15 miles a week was harder than what I'm doing right now. When I'm feeling really strong, I'm feeling really good, I'm feeling really proud of my effort, right now it's easy for me to show up and be like, wow, I have been crushing it. I've been feeling so good. 
right? But when it was hard, when every run felt like a nightmare, when I was walking almost all of my runs back in May, coming back from injury, that was hard, even though my training was less. But I didn't give up. And that was because of my mental grit. That was because I trust the process. That was because I didn't let my ego stop me from achieving what I believe my body can do. And that was the same thing that I applied to my bad long run 10 days ago. I had a bad long run, but I was like, this is not, this does not speak to my level of fitness. This does not say anything about me as a runner, as an athlete. This doesn't say anything or predict anything about how race day is going to go. All this is, is a bad run. It says nothing about me. And the fact that I'm going to push through and I'm going to get my butt to my house in an hour and 40 minutes and complete this long run, guess what that says about me? That I don't give up when things are hard. And I'm going to need that lesson because I need to be resilient going into a marathon. Marathons are hard. I don't care who you are. I don't care how hard you train. I don't care how many marathons you've run. You're going to hit a point during your marathon where you're like, dang, this is hard. Why aren't I at home sleeping? Why aren't I at home under the covers with a cup of coffee? What am I doing with my life? And we want to have practiced that mental grit, right? When that moment comes, you want to have practiced that mental grit. So just a reminder, a bad run says nothing about your level of fitness, says nothing about you. If you start notice the trend as you're having more bad runs than good runs, I want you to evaluate your training. Is your training smart? Are you trying to show up every day and push 80% effort, 90% effort, 70% effort? Because then your training is kind of biting you in the butt, right? Our ego might like it, but you're not really gaining fitness like that. Is your rest Are you implementing proper rest? Are you doing mobility? Are you stretching? Are you taking rest days? Are you running easy days easy? If you're saying no to that, then you need to evaluate that. If you are not eating enough or sleeping enough or eating correctly, timing your meals correctly, then that can be making all of your runs feel hard and reaching out for help and support from a registered dietitian is always a smart thing to do. I actually have Food Freedom Runner Academy opening up here um, in a few weeks. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know what? I totally feel like my nutrition is the missing puzzle piece to all this. You can DM me and learn more about Food Freedom Runner Academy. Let me know you heard it on the pod and I'll hook you up. Um, But we just want to be aware that if the trend is more of our runs are hard, a lot of our runs are feeling hard, there might be something we can work on. But if you're like, you know what, I'm just coming back from injury, I'm taking it easy, I'm doing all the things right, and things just feel hard right now, it might just be a season. We need to get through. We need to push through and stay consistent and not push ourselves too hard so that we can show up the next day and keep building that endurance, keep building that fitness level. Or maybe you're just having a random day, a random bad workout. It's going to happen during training, and that's okay too. How do we talk to ourselves? How do we reframe our self-talk so that we don't just give up, so that we don't spiral afterwards, so that we can put our running shoes back on and run the next day and not assume we're going to have another bad run, right? It's not the end of the world. So I actually want to tell you something really funny that happened to me. So I ran that horrible, horrible long run before I left for um, Washington State on that Friday. And then a week later, so it was actually technically eight days later because the following Saturday, I ran a local 5K in Washington State, and I actually ended up winning it. I was the first place woman, and it was very small. 
I always, I'm like, do I say that? Right. I'm like disregarding my accomplishment. Um, but I do also want to acknowledge like <laughs> it was a very small race. It wasn't like I beat thousands of people or something. But my point is that I'm proud of myself. And my point is that I had the worst long run of my life. I literally had to walk like so much of it. And then eight days later, I show up to a 5K and I am the first place woman. If I had taken that long run and I had been like, this isn't working, my training's not working, um, this is horrible, I'm horrible, I'm the worst runner in the world, I give up, I hate myself, I'm worthless, I'm this, you know, why am I even bothering? All of that negative self-talk that wanted to emerge. If that had been the takeaway from that long run, I would have never signed up for that 5K. I would never would have been like, hey, this sounds fun. Let me sign up for a 5K, right? I would have been like, I hate myself. I'm embarrassed. I'm ashamed. I I give up. I'm just not even going to run on this vacation. I'm not even going to bother. None of that was there with me. I went on my vacation to visit my family. I showed up to my runs because they were fun. I believed in myself. I believed it was part of the process. I tried my best to get some extra protein in, even while on vacation, when again, not really the priority. Priority was enjoying myself. And I was like, whatever. This race is just for fun. This race is for me. This race is to help desensitize how how fearful I am of racing. We can talk about that on another episode. Um, But my point being is to have in the same eight-day period the worst run ever and then to win a 5K. I mean, I don't know. Like to me, that was like the universe just kind of like patting me on the head and being like, good job, Serena. You passed the test. Like your ego didn't make you give up on yourself. Like, yeah, that long run was rough. It stunk. I hopefully it doesn't happen too many more times. But you know what? Sticking with it, sticking with your workouts, believing with yourself, adding, I added an extra rest day into my week and giving myself that permission to just persevere that led to me winning a 5K, which was a really cool experience. So I'm proud of myself. Again, very small race, but still very cool experience. So I hope this is all just to say, I hope this inspires you that if you have a rough day, if you have a rough run, don't give up. Don't let your ego squash all of your dreams and hopes. Tell your ego to chill the F out. Tell your ego that, you know what, you're a human being and you're going to have bad days. You're going to have rough days. And can we learn anything? Can we get curious if we start noticing a pattern where we're having lots of bad days? What is going on here? Do we need to go to our doctor and get blood work taken? You can always send me a DM be like, hey, Serena, I've been noticing this trend. What's going on? I'm happy to chat with you about it. But my point being is we we don't internalize it as failure. It's feedback. That's all we can do is use those days, those bad runs to practice resiliency, to practice mental grit, because you need that as a runner. That is important as a runner. And so you can do your body that favor of taking that horrible run and being like, you know what? Thank you, universe, for handing me this one. It's my chance to practice being um, a super, super, super resilient person. And I know that's important for my running journey. Thank you for listening today. I want to remind you to leave the podcast a review. Uh, make sure you subscribe. If you leave the review in Apple Podcasts, you can potentially win a free masterclass. I also, as a thank you to podcast listeners, I am giving out a totally free 
secret masterclass just for you guys. So if you DM me the word macaroni, I chose this random word because you are going to, a robot's going to answer you. Okay. I'm just being real with you. You're going to get an automated response from like a robot that's like, hey, here's the link to the free masterclass. Now, I just want to say just because it's a robot doesn't mean there's not a real human being on the other side of that Instagram. My Instagram is like my sacred space. I do all my own DMs. Even though you're going to get the robot response, I am going to get a notification. So I'm going to see that you checked it. If you answer me, I'm going to answer you, the human being, not the robot. (laughs) So I just wanted to give you a heads up. Yes, it's automated. But yes, there is a real human being manning the Instagram and that is me and only me. So um, Instagram is a great way to get in touch with me. That's how I like to chat with you. And yeah, so DM me macaroni, get that free training as a thank you for being a podcast listener. And let me know if you've been struggling on any of your runs lately. And um, I hope this helped you because yeah, we're resilient. And I think that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of us. I'm impressed with us. And Let's just keep this train and going. Let's keep the gravy train going, the running train. I don't know if that makes sense, but let's keep running and let's keep having fun. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dear Runner Bod. If you enjoyed what you heard, remember to subscribe and make sure you share today's episode. Also, if you're looking to download a free three-step guide to love your runner's bod, then head to serenamarierd.com. Can't wait to chat with you next week.